There is hell. This is worse. This is Slashers, a horror movie podcast brought to you by two goons with nothing better to do on whatever night we decided to record this week. Spoiler alert. It's Wednesday. Sorry, guys. Uh, so my my new tag in line for this week, because Brian has challenged me to do a new one every week <laughs> uh, by two goons who have badass new designs for T-shirts. Give us fucking feedback now. I was I was hoping you were going to say give us money now, but no, that works too. give yeah. us feedback. If you want to pre-order, let us know. Making They're an online store sweet. is super easy, but I'd rather make sure that I'm doing limited runs rather than having a garage filled with shit that I'm not going to be using. I'll wear them every single day. I don't even care. Oh, and then we can like do a markup like those girls who sell their used panties. You'd be like, this shirt was worn by Brian on right. a day where it was 82 degrees outside. Yeah, and then I'd do like a, a, a 30 day photo challenge on Instagram and it would be the same fucking thing of the t-shirt. <laughs> so gross. So, Brian, it's been a long time since I've seen you on this platform how you feeling how you doing I feel did you better. miss us i feel better yeah it felt it felt weird it definitely felt weird i felt a strange presence you know when i was coughing up along uh, was it jesus did you feel jesus the holy spirit inside of you it was close it was actually just uh the missing presence of jake there we go <laughs> i like that that the missing presence of me is as impactful on someone as the presence of the holy trinity creature I ended up going to church on Easter for the wife and the baby. He didn't mention the gays, so I was happy because every fucking time this guy does, and every time I'm like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to get up. He once tried to rally the entire parish. I don't know what the fuck you call it. I don't think you you should ever start with uh, the pastor started a rally. I'm like, uh, oh, God. Are we in the South? Yeah. No, it's never good. (laughs) Like The pastor is never like, hey, let's just go pick up garbage it's always like <laughs> transgender people are the devil uh, i once talked to a guy and we were talking about transgender he was particularly religious and his big problem with it wasn't the fact that they were trying to change their gender it was the fact that that would imply that god made a mistake and i was like what's leukemia dog and he was like what and i was like what's spina bifida what's scoliosis <laughs> Like, there are so many things he's like you're Orth- making up words son orthopedica <laughs> imperfecta and he's like, what is that, Latin? Yeah. What you talking here for? <laughs> he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> Et tu, Brugay? Sorry. They're not clever enough. But anyway, it wasn't that bad. So I had fun. I threw some eggs a f- couple of feet in front of my baby, and she just kind of looked at them. It was fun. Go. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit. No, nah, well. I mean- she only wants things that she can't have, like my bidet. For instance, <laughs> she loves trying to crawl in there. I'm like, do not every day yeah. of my life. Dog food tries to crawl over there. Do not every day. The dustpan. Do not. Every, we have hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of toys that people have bought us and mm. nothing. Couldn't give a fuck less. Bright colored things that whiz and whir and make these noises. And she's just like, all right, what about that dustpan? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. That Lysol underneath the sink. Oh, dude. Give we have it the, to me. We have those little clips <laughs> so she can't get it. But so she tries her damnedest. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I have some of those clips on the entertainment center. And so she knows that there are two doors that she can pull and two that she can't. And if you hold the doors closed that she can open, she loses her mind. Yeah. She'll throw her weight back as hard as she one can. Of these day, one of these days, the fucking it's just going to be off the hinge. 
And she's just going to be looking at you like, yeah, motherfucker. Now what? <laughs> Hulk strong. <laughs> yeah. But she definitely she's has it. She's a redhead like her mom. She's got Hulk strength. It's, <laughs> I, I'm f- afraid for my life and I feel that others should be as well. So are you pop that? Pop Go for it. Let's hear it. Oh, is it a picturesque sound effect? Is that how you describe go. it? So Brian, it's what uh, what movie are we doing this week? Because it's already in the title description, so it's not like they don't know, <laughs> but just say it so we can move on. Uh, yeah, so we're doing The Void. It's something that uh, I watched, shit, when did it come out? 2016, mm-hmm. I want to say. So yeah, it, was, it had to have been about a year and a half ago. Wait, um, The Void? The Void. I think it came out 2016. Oh shit. I, we might have a problem here because I watched <laughs> The Noid and it was a series of Domino's commercials on YouTube. Not the uh, same thing. I love the way you went into that because I was like, oh, fuck, we have a serious problem. You shit, sold the shit. shit. <laughs> you sold the shit out of that. Good stretch job, it, dude. stretch it, stretch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is probably about a year and a half ago. One of uh, Devin, my brother's trips back from Hawaii. He's in the Navy. And every in, time, the Navy. in the Navy. See, there we go. I got and, your singing. I made it less than six minutes. Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you do that because it seems so uncoordinated because I, you're like, I have no. Uh, how do I do this? this? A, was it a wheat shot? Uh, the a fucking, wheatgrass? <laughs> Get that down my gullet as fast as I can. God. <laughs> Who, what so, asshole realized that wheatgrass is healthy? Fuck I don't that know, guy. Man. I was talking to your wife earlier about how some of the IPAs were when they first came out just taste like garbage because everybody was like, oh, IPAs, I got to jump on board. So I'm just going to throw as much hops in as possible. And at what point I just would take a drink of something and be like, well, this tastes like grass. Like it literally tastes like long clippings. They've actually improved quite a bit. So that's awesome to uh, Golden Road. Innovation in alcohol. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Devin always looks up fucked up movies for me to watch. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, he brought up The Void. He's like, dude, just check it out. And Very conscientious like, oh. of him. Dude, I mean, it's just one of those things we always do. That's good. No, I I honestly wish that I had more of yeah, that. Fuck, like, <laughs> fucked up relationships with brothers where it comes to let's watch some fucked up shit together. Uh, you know, I mean, I, and this is I like watching fucked up shit. I mean, it, it is fake, fake. Right? Serbian film that's. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. fake, right? It's yeah. still yeah. fake. I mean, it's very it's not close. It's like Blair Witch thing. It's yeah. very close to kind of seeming like it's real, yeah. but it's definitely fake. But uh, just those hearing you, people's descriptions is... We'll just leave it at that. There's no punchline. Don't. It's... <laughs> I don't know. If you've watched it, I mean, like Chad and I were talking about last week, I, I look at a lot of horror films like a merit badge system where it's like, I'm glad to have done that. I have it checked off. I can have that topic right. of discussion. Like cannibal, uh, cannibal Holocaust, oh. for instance. That's yeah. one for me. Cannibal Ferox. I mean, like there right, are a exactly, bunch exactly. Um, that, you know, you see and you're like, okay, you, you I don't got need, through it. You don't need to see this. No, no. Mandy. I feel like that's one, right? That you don't need to see? No, no, no. That's like a one that you would want to cross off the list. For right? sure. Right? You're like, okay, Mandy, right? And that's like the, the great thing with Mandy is I went into that with like no expect. The Mandy and the Void, my view of them are like identical because I went into both of them with like no expectations and I walked out being like, fuck, uh, yes. Yeah, see, that's great. Like, you know when you like send a crush something and then they respond like the back mixed yes tape. and then you're, you're like, like <gasps> yeah like yeah that was me when you're like they sent the group text and you're like I really fucking like this yeah. I was like huh huh okay well, guys everything's cool don't mind me <laughs> well literally the <laughs> skipping around work and shit <laughs> <laughs> skip to my do my darling uh, it's been on my watch list on Shutter since I've had Shutter 
I've been fooled before. I like graphic design. I used to be paid to be a graphic designer. Like I, I, I understand how books, the covers can be deceiving and right. that nowhere is that truer than horror. You know, you like if you see a stupid Hallmark romantic movie, it always has the same fucking cover. But you see a bad horror movie, it might have a bitch in cover. And yeah. that was something I was legitimately worried about because I love the cover of this film. I think that poster is great. Yeah, it has this like you kind of got some poltergeist in there. You have some of cult symbol symbology in there. The tentacles, because, you know, tentacle porn is obviously my favorite de <laughs> derivation of the subgenre. But the movie itself, like I was so worried that I would get beyond the poster and be like, oh, fuck. And that's not my reaction at all. Like, yeah. Consistently, it impressed me. And yeah, it's, it's weird. I've, I've become almost a uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a minute snob. I guess when it comes to like, I'll like look at the runtime oh, of yeah. films beforehand and they're like, people will describe things to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. I'm not really paying attention at all. And then I'll like look down and I'm like, no, I'll definitely watch it. Or <laughs> like, nah, not going to watch that shit, dog. So when it was like an hour and a half, I was like, yeah, yeah, this seems easy enough, right? Yeah, relatively painless. And we talked about uh, the juice being worth the squeeze is kind of like our longstanding thing. And this is a movie that takes no effort. You don't have to look anywhere special for it. You can find it with relative ease. Yeah, it doesn't plot along. It yeah. just continuously moves through the movie, yeah. right? You start here, you end up here, and then you end here. There's not like backtracking back to this. Yeah. And then a bunch of strange subplots that we've had in the past. Yeah, and also <laughs> like you don't feel like you need to take a break. Some movies are such a slog where you're like, okay, right, let's simmer down. But this was like, all right, I was by the end of it, I was like, Cool. Well, yeah, and I feel like it's it's upbeat enough where you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to walk away. So I'm either a going to pause it and go take a piss or I'm just going to trudge through it all the way through. And then, yeah, I will don't say piss myself. The hardest thing about this movie was doing the notes at the same time. For those oh of my you God, who can't I pause all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. this and was a hard one for me. Yeah, I don't know. For those of you who are looking at me and I'm looking weird, I'm trying to pull up the runtime on the movie, but the Wi-Fi like on my computer. hour and 32 minutes? Yeah, I think, think it's almost exactly. Chad, can you do that? Can you can you pull your weight around here, <laughs> it's bud? It's like, mm, mm, do you, you mind? Can you please? A bip bip. We're on the clock here. <laughs> Some dead air. Are we stretching? Hey, Chad, are we stretching? Put the M&Ms down, please. Everything else was it's coming up. Annoyed? No, avoid the noid. <laughs> hour 30. Hour exactly. 30. Perfect. I thought it was 128. Brian thought it was 132. So I like that. We're at, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's got to be here. It's got to be there. Note somewhere in the middle. Price is right rules. You just got butt fucked. Ah, fuck you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so shall uh, as far as trivia goes, literally the only trivia that I found that was interesting. Steven Kostansky had a 2000. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the director and writer uh, who paired with another. Dude. I was like the sheriff in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different guy. No, I know. Oh, okay. You said the name and I'm like, uh. uh for all I know, it's the same fucking guy. He did a 2007 short called Insanophenia. And that's where the line there is a hell. This is worse comes from. So, huh. okay. Kind of cool. I mean, I've heard worse lines. Yeah. Right. So it depends on the inflection that you do. Yeah. Agreed. Because you can do it in two ways. You can do it in the unimpressed Seth Rogen stoner voice, or you can do it. <laughs> In the Lawrence Fishburne from Event Horizon voice. I feel like once upon, once upon a time, I had the Seth Rogen stoner laugh down. 
I think I need to hear it first before I attempt it again. <laughs> Otherwise, I fucking yeah. slaughter it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Brian and I have talked about this before. If you're listening and you're watching, you might actually give a fuck about my opinion. Here you go. I think the perfect casting for the thing, Benjamin Grimm from the Fantastic Four, is Seth Butt fucking Rogan. Why? Why? Because his voice is perfect and gravelly. Oh also, my God, he's weed. a Jew, just like the thing. You know the thing's a Jew? I did not. Pretty badass. Interesting. Yep. Huh. He's of the tribe. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. So that's pretty much the trivia for this film. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Shall we get into statistics? Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a little little quick, too. Oh, a little brief. <laughs> Chad, what's, what are we going to do here? Is there going to be like a... Let's have a triangle, and the knife goes into the triangle. No pressure. <laughs> now there's an expectation. I, I love the idea that he'll be like the exact opposite, and it'll be a circle with a spoon going into it. What if I it. went like this? Stab it. <laughs> expert mode. All right. So the budget on this movie, who fucking knows? Uh, no idea. Apparently they got crowdfunded, right? For portions of it. Which is kind of cool. So Indiegogo, they raised $82,500 from Monster Effects, which, which is pretty sweet considering what the monsters look like. Yeah, they look great. I mean, really Money well spent. Bravo. It's interesting because the the one that kind of crawls after them, the I guess what if you call it puppeteering or however the performance underneath it's just badass. It's the exact same thing as Dark Crystal with like the things that the Gelflings ride. Right. It's the same. So when I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I haven't seen that in so long. And this is obviously very different in terms of the way it's presented. The legs are much shorter and there's a lot more, you know, expression with the head derivative. And we talked about this at dinner tonight was if you do a reference poorly, it's a ripoff. If you do it well, it's, it's homage. homage. And right. this is Agreed. homage. Agreed. But no matter what, you're going to get into something is going to be derivative of something else. Yep. It's impossible not to. You can draw conclusions or you can draw similarities from virtually everything. Oh, yeah. So people get the fuck off their high horse. Exactly. <laughs> and if you if you like it, great. And that's one thing we've we've talked about on this show. We've talked about, you know, with our community. Don't fucking shame someone right. for liking something unless it's something that's perverse and like v- truly vile. That something I understand. that's like, you know, endorsing abuse. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, if, if somebody wants to watch Legally Blonde, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't impact affect, me at all. <laughs> it doesn't affect us. So you do you. Right. Boo. Who fucking cares? And when it comes to a movie like this, or like when people want to look down their nose and be like, oh, it was so derivative. Okay. Cool. You know what else is derivative? Shakespeare. Yeah. Agreed. I, I don't know. You're also a fucking resident expert on everything. Keyboard warrior. Yeah. So that's why I stopped <laughs> posting on Reddit. I'm fucking done with Reddit. <laughs> Instagram people are like, you get it, girl. You uh, strut your stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I feel frisky and on top of the world. And then I go to Reddit. And they're like, cunt. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even say anything yet. How, how did right. you downvote me and I haven't even posted? How did Reddit become the new 4chan? Jeez, it's so <laughs> similar, bro. There's all these subreddits going down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh, God, where have I gone? How I did need, all these nine year old boys fuck my mom? Why? <laughs> and they're so certain, but they've never met me. Uh huh. So <laughs> we have no other accounting for this film besides the money raised on Indiegogo. But we know that the gross domestically was one hundred fifty one thousand forty two dollars. 
internationally was $133,645 and worldwide was $284,687. Wow, that's so minimal, man. It's, it's crazy. But it had a limited run. And we talked about the lion's share of the money seemed to come from video on demand and streaming services, like but we have no accounting of that. If I had a chance, I would have definitely seen this in theaters. Yep. If, if they had an opportunity to re-release, yeah. it would be amazing. I'd definitely go see it. I do a one night only, you know, midnight showing of this. If that's any kind of endorsement, I mean, to go out and spend, fuck, what are tickets nowadays? 30 bucks, 30 bucks for two tickets for a couple. Yeah. Wife and I saw Pet Cemetery. You don't you don't really at least me. I don't go out often to the movies. Fuck no. There aren't a lot of new movies that get released that are worth watching. So for me to say I would go out and spend thirty dollars to go see this even though it's been out for a year and a half, two years now, yep. three years, three years, three only. years. Math is hard. Actually, almost <laughs> exactly two years because it debuted at Fantastic Fest September 22nd, 2016. But then the opening weekend was officially April 4th, okay. 2017 or yeah. April 7th. So I, I would definitely go see it again. So. And let's look at the competition. Gifted, The Transfiguration, The Case for Christ, which I mean, compelling stuff. The Bigfoot Project and my personal favorite on the list, the Smurfs Lost Village. Chad, have you seen that? Chad says yes. That's <laughs> I'm what like, I'm, I don't know, man. I Not a parent here, so definitely not. But it, then again, I feel like that's kind of a kink for some people. So maybe they'd see it even though they weren't. Uh, smurfing? <laughs> you have to be very specific. Smurf, are you talking yeah. about smurfing or smurfs? Because those are two independent things. It could be both. <laughs> so written and directed by Stephen Kostansky and Jeremy Gillespie. Okay. Kostansky did Biocop. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, Jake loves Biocop. Give a little nice. polite clap. Uh, he also did Clown, the makeup work on Clown. Have you seen that? No. Started off as a short film about a guy who puts on a clown outfit that they find in the house to entertain his kid at the birthday Does party. Does it transform him into a clown? An evil demon clown. Oh, really? So good. Yeah. Does like his feet grow uh-huh. like really big? And his no- there's a, a gnarly scene where he's like ripping his nose off, like oh, the red one. And it's- I think I remember seeing previews on yeah. this. Okay. For sure. Cool. And there's also, there's a short and then there's a full length. You can just watch the short. Really, it's the same amount of plot. Kind of reminds me of uh, Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Yeah, so bad. It is so bad. I love it. Really? Dude, honestly, it's kind of Ugh. weird. I thought that I was it in like awful extreme minority for liking it. And then people on Instagram were always like, oh, yeah. And you can see those masks all over the place. And yeah, it's I mean, I'd rock maybe a it's pen. Trendy now. Don't get me wrong. I'd rock a pen for sure. What, what was the company called? Fuck. Oh. It's it, they had a jingle. Why would it, you ask me a question? I don't know the answer to Brian. <laughs> they had a You're jingle. trying to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> they had a jingle that reminded me of uh, the cars for kid. Oh, <laughs> and they'd say like three days till Halloween. Oh, so bad. Anyway, the last thing he worked on was Ta- Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. He also did makeup for Leprechaun Returns and Star Trek Discovery. And here's an interesting thing. They all work together because Gillespie was also working on some of those projects. Now, Gillespie worked in the art department on It, the new one, It Chapter 2, which is coming out. Shazam, Star Trek Discovery, The Shape of Water, Hannibal, Scary Stories to Tell in Dark. This dude's the career blowed up. Shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's the hot commodity. I like it. Yep. So that's that. Music by Blitz slash Space slash Berlin. Also fucking blown up. This movie must have been like, you know, their breakout thing to try and get them in. This is their, you know, portfolio. That's really cool. 
because he did the Nexus Dawn video or the music for that, which is the prequel to Blade Runner 2049, Bird Box, The Girl in the Spider's Web, Velvet Buzzsaw. That, that almost uh, makes it, it makes me feel good to think that it gives hope to other uh, artists who don't necessarily make it big as far as uh, gross. Yeah. Right. But other people within the industry are like, no, that actually is really well done. So I'm going to bring you on to do other things. Well, it's the thing. It's it's getting your foot in the door. It's like an internship to a certain degree. You're losing money to do something that will get you more money in the future. Like, look at uh, Never Hike Alone. That cost them money to make, but they have gone on to have good success and said makeup. Patrick Baxter, who did Mandy, Elysium, and Star Trek Discovery. You can kind of see some of the Mandy yeah, in this, right? I can see it in Elysium, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Some of the body forms and whatnot. Right. You ready to bust into nicknames? I almost said nicknames. It's like Saturday Night Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. Who do we got so first? Let, let's do the graph. Let's tell Chad what to do for the graphic for this one. Let's make it something super difficult. I would like... <laughs> a picture of Nick Cannon. <laughs> and I want a pentagram to appear on his forehead. And I want him to pick his nose with a hand that's flipping off. No get, pressure. We get, get it perfect. Get right on it, Judd. Okay. And that's the nicknames graphic for this week. I like it. Okay. So for me personally, right off the bat, you come across, I like to call him Old Buck and Young Buck. Because they're they both are into hunting. Apparently, he has a hunting rifle. Yep, and uh, and flannel. They shoot bucks. Maybe I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a reach, but they don't really have names. Yeah, it's right? father and son in the so, credits. So, yeah, I think father old, and son. No, I like old buck, young buck. I think it's old, good. Old buck, young buck. Okay, no, I mean they're literally hunting down James, so it makes sense. Okay, so are we have our first two? Boom, old buck, young buck. Yeah, next. Aaron Poole played Daniel Carter. Daniel Carter. Ah, uh, fuck. Ask me why I like Aaron Poole. Why? He was on the episode of The X-Files Bystander. He's a predominantly a TV actor. Oh, but he was on like I'm year- like, I don't, that's not telling me anything. Yeah, the, the old school <laughs> one, not the, uh, what is it where Scully says, I'm old school, oh, uh, Mulder, uh, pre-Google. Yikes. That was a line. <laughs> no. She's lucky I moved on to another redhead and married her because that would have just <laughs> killed it. What was her name? Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson. Yeah. What else has she done? She was a Hannibal. That was the, the recent thing I really liked her, and she mm. played his therapist, and that's pretty much her career to me. Huh. Okay. Jad, you got anything? Oh, uh, yeah. Was the one where she's like a cop? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't, I don't have time for all. There's too much fucking content. That's why I keep like hiding in the past in the 80s. And Brian's dragging me into 2016s <laughs> with this movie, which is the first thing I've liked that's come out in this fucking millennia it feels like really i'm saying Um, thank you Uh, so daniel nothing nothing really comes to mind dude he likes to get stabbed he gets stabbed the pin cushion (laughs) pin cushion pin cushion yeah then we move on to kenneth welsh as dr richard powell oh fucking skeevy perv dude he used to get all the junkies and gather them up and watch them have sex at his fucking cabin it's not that bad <laughs> and consensual. then they would torture them and kill that them. part's not consensual but just the the, the <laughs> watching them have sex isn't that weird the masochism and sadism that's the weird part so yeah. i don't know i what would you say i'd say sam neil from event horizon <laughs> satanic sam neil <laughs> just like uh so what we call dr grant too there that's, we go that's a long yeah, yeah. name though it you, is you good with it grant too dr grant too 
It'd have to be Dr. Grant. Too. Dr. Grant, too. Yeah. yeah oh, that's that fine. works. Dan- oh, so yeah, your father's guy, Daniel Fathers, funny enough, as the father slash Vincent, but I never heard him referred to as Vincent, so whatever. Kathleen Monroe as Allison Fraser. She wasn't in Sons of Anarchy, right? Oh, maybe. <laughs> never seen it? No, I watched like the first three I feel seasons like she looks- when I was done. Chad, have you seen Sons of Anarchy? Okay. I feel like it was one of the chicks... Or one of the guy's uh, wife or girlfriend in, in the show. It's kind of damaged chick, right? But she was like kind of strung out looking on the show, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it is. It's very similar. I don't even know the name, so I'm not even sure what I would call her. Call her a fucking cab <laughs> after you kick her out of bed in the morning, am I right? Uh, head nurse. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have nothing catchy for, for her. We give Brian head nurse. <sighs> I don't know. I have nothing better. Nurse lady. I'm looking at the Kathleen Monroe in the Patriot. Something called Call Me Fitz Resurrection. Yep, definitely not the same girl. The car, Road to Revenge, unrated. Her career has blown up. <laughs> Sorry about it. That's better than our career. So who am I to judge? I can't find shit. Sorry, bud. Different person, I guess. She was in The Wild Girl. Does that count? Is that what you were talking about? Did you did you mean no. The Wild Girl when you said <laughs> Sons of Anarchy? Damn it. That was what I was thinking of. Fuck. Ugly How did I get Betty? those mixed up? Yeah. She was in the 2003 Tarzan show. That's what you were there thinking. There we go. Absolutely. What if we called her based off of her like great idea to go searching for things in the hospital by herself? Strong intuition. That's long. But you no, have to... that's true. It is pretty long. S.I. Hunch. <laughs> hunch. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I've got a hunch. <laughs> we move on to Ellen Wong as Kim. Super fun character. Yeah, I uh, really like her a lot. Absolutely. She reminds me of the girl from Superstore, Cheyenne. Do you ever watch that show? Uh-uh. Oh, that's fun. She reminds me of Aaron from The Office. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Call her Aaron, or I yeah. was just going to call her intern. But <laughs> intern's good. We have Mick Biskov is the son slash Simon, but I've never heard him referred to as Simon or whatever. Grace Monroe as Maggie. What did she get called in the movie? Teenage prostitute? Uh she's a yeah, I think something was like, a teenage slut. Something like that. The, being the pregnant lady. Like the old old buck, I think, was going off on Yeah, people. when he's and freaking he's like, out. Oh, we have grandpa here. <laughs> yeah. And the teenage slut. There's, I don't know. But that's probably not a good one. What about pregnant? I like it. Pregnant. Or you could do it P-R-E-G-N-A-U-T and you have like an astronaut's helmet for a belly. <laughs> Get real surreal and trippy. Uh, uh, Chad, this is a nice. <laughs> this is where you superimpose space. all of the things. Oh, the colors. I want people on LSD <laughs> to watch our show. All right. Uh, we'll call her pregnant. There's James Millington as Ben. Is that the old guy? I think that's the old guy. Grandpa I recall, Ben. I don't recall Ben. We'll call him Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> Art Hindle is Mitchell. Fuck the final who that is. Who's Mitchell? I prob- was that the poor dude that got his eyeball stabbed with the scissors? Sure. Right? He's the only guy who had a uh, fuck it. Or he's, well, other people had Wikipedia Bev, as well. Right? Bev was the other nurse. Stephanie Belding. Stephanie Belding? Mm-hmm. She was in something. She's been in a few things. Elvis has left the building. Mm, I like it. <laughs> And I think Matt Kennedy, I think the kid in the bed was Cliff Robertson. Cliff Robertson. The guy right. I think so, because she, Kim walks into the room and she's like, oh, Cliff, 
Yeah. And you think that he's going to live because he's charming and then right. he's immediately dead. He definitely has some redeeming qualities about him. And then it's just like, no, nope, fuck it. He's getting stabbed in the eyeball. This dick doesn't even have IMDb profile pictures. <laughs> it's all stuff for other thing he's been in. So it has to be that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in Manborg, which was also done by this duo. Oh, Manborg. Mm-hmm. OK, now I definitely don't know what you're talking about. So. You don't know, man. Merkel was on the subreddit. I think you're kind of wrong. You shouldn't be here. You're an abomination. Your mom is Satan. Anyway. Actually, my dad's Satan, so fuck off. My mom's a jackal who Satan impregnated, <laughs> fuckhead. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw a guy called Sleepwalker on the IMDb who's a handsome black man, and I was like, I don't remember anybody sleepwalking. I guess that means that he's one of the monsters. <laughs> Whoops. All right. That's all. The right. state trooper guy. Time That's to... Mitchell. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, James, we missed him. Evan Stern. I have one. He looks who's, like who's Ben? The son? Ben. No. James Millington. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh no, James. James. Is no, it James. The Evan okay. Stern as James. Okay, got yeah, it. So James is the guy who's the junkie. James Millington as Ben. Yeah, I thought that I could use my phone and refer back to the IMDb for these actors, but none of them have pictures. So thanks a lot, Sorry, Internet. Guys. You offer me information <laughs> ad nauseum all the time, but the one time I need it on my we've, bullshit little show that nobody watches, this is why nobody watches Google. It's your we've fault. clearly done our homework. <laughs> Chad's like, meanwhile, right oh, here. Is it Google? Did Google do it? <laughs> Who is it? Give me your phone. Get, Chad, go get me one of the slasher stickers to put on your case while I look at your phone. Meanwhile, we just broke the barrier right now. Yeah. Art Hindle was Mitchell. He's the old state trooper who's like, Rrr. oh, you really fucked this up, son. Yeah. Cliff Roberts. I was right. <laughs> Cliff Robertson is the handsome guy who's charming and dies. Who the mm. fuck is Ben? There is no Ben. Ben is a lie. Oh, no, it's the old guy. Uncle Ben, Grandpa Ben, Uncle Grandpa. Uncle That's ben. what I said. <laughs> Can Jesus, we call him Uncle you guys ben? make me feel like I'm fucking just an ignorant slut. And the things I say are right. And you're like, are they? Chad, we're going to have to edit that down because Jake's voice went a little too high when he was yelling. I do the sound editing around here. Chad's in charge of the visuals. Chad, guys- I want a great graphic. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to really enjoy modulating the fuck out of your voice on that one, little bud. This is what I get. Here you go, Chad. Chad, why don't you come into frame and say hi to everybody? Get your razzmatazz. We want Chad. The people we have spoken. Chad. We want Chad. We want Chad. Hi, Chad. Chee-chee. <laughs> it's great that Beast's hand is on your boob. Right? It's like he's copping a feel all day long, mm. bud. It's like, have you seen those fun underboob tattoos? Yeah. yeah. That one's like a little skeleton hand. Dude, I saw one that was uh, the Incredible Hulk. And it was like, oh, yeah. He was like fucking, uh, yeah. It was pretty awesome. I like it. I love it. So let's move on to the recapitation for this week. Brian, I will take this since oh, you yeah. are doing this lay-by-play. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Recapitation. What the fuck just happened? No. Uh, recapitation is people end up through various means at a hospital. And hell comes to Earth, or maybe a different dimension comes to Earth, or maybe the afterlife comes to Earth, but something unpleasant, a lot of people die, then the movie ends. Is that fair? Agreed. Yeah. But I like the vagueness. I've, a lot of people online were like, oh, this movie's hard to follow. No. Then I don't go think watch so. Teletubbies, you <laughs> fuck. 
Yeah, I don't agree with that. Chad, some Teletubbies running across the bottom <laughs> of the street. Meanwhile, they're talking in uh, reverse and they're actually speaking in fucking satanic tongue. Yeah, dude. That would be awesome. Like little Nikki. <laughs> uh, so quick thing for those of you who are listening to the audio only and you're upset. Fucking go watch YouTube, brah. You can see all of Chad's trickery. It's super easy to subscribe. Yeah. You've literally, it's harder probably not to subscribe than just to subscribe because it's the, the shape is designed to be appealing and the color scheme is designed to catch your eye. And people still don't do it. And YouTube won't let us have a custom URL till we have a hundred of you fucks. Click Please. that subscribe button. Help so us do out. It. Help a brother out. Seriously, you can. I will personally message you once we've hit a hundred and say, you can unsubscribe now. Hey, I've babe. got my URL. Thanks a lot, fucker. You can unsubscribe now. Yeah. Thanks. I was awesome because we had 69 views at one point on our last episode. You're like, no more, no more, no more. That's just leave it at that. So one of our guys was like, all right, I won't listen. And I was like, oh. <laughs> just kidding. Just Shit. kidding. Called yeah. my bluff. All right. We ready to go into uh, Slay by Play? Slay by Play. Ding. <laughs> All right. I used to be in a metal band and we would have these crazy blast beats at one part. And then we had this drummer named Bogdan who was great, hilarious dude. And bah, 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 pause, hits the bell. Bah, 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 bah. Nice. And every time people will be dying. So there you go. Yeah. I feel like uh, who's your favorite drummer? Like metal? Anything off the top of your head? Oh, there's going to be dead like air. Like Dave Lombardo. The, I. It's so hard for me as a genre because I came from a hardcore background and True. like I like simplicity with great fills. Yeah. And so, you know, like I grew up with like either I was listening to hardcore, I was listening to Maiden or I was listening to like, you know, I like Van I, Halen. I like the heavy blast beats myself. Oh, yeah. Like I just like double bass nonstop just fucking blast my eardrum. So it's like Derek Roddy. Okay. Is it Eric? Derek? Roddy? I think it's Derek Roddy. He's uh, the drummer for Nile. Okay. Well, They're I, fucking nonstop. If you so here's a great thing with drummers. You need to be able to use your hands. It, yes, like that's absolutely. where I love fills because I like double bass a lot. In all of my bands, we had double bass. It, it, I think it drives. Uh, but the big problem is if that's all you're doing and it you're just effectively, you know, riding a china and hitting a snare, it's not going to work. You're going right. to need to do something to be a little more proactive. Right. That's true. So I, I actually really like the dude from Rise Against sometimes. Because okay. he uses a lot of Tom and it, it, it especially in like hardcore and punk, you don't get as much of that as you ought to. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, was Sh is Shannon Lucas a drummer? Oh, all that remains. Oh, I think it was. He sure. was the drummer for Black Dollar Murder for a while. Uh, you know what? I forgot. Meg White, probably the best drummer oh, of our generation. Fuck, you need to get the fuck Dudes. out of here. <laughs> Dudes. Could you imagine? Sorry, guys. Could you imagine getting paid to do that? Yeah, well, I'm in the wrong profession. But you also, never mind. I'm not even going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't suck Jack White's dick. Is that what you're saying? What's the most talented thing to ever come out of Meg White's mouth? Sorry. <laughs> Derivation of a joke about Einstein's penis. Moving on. All right. Let's get into the slave by play. So, uh, graphic. <laughs> we want explosions going off here. <laughs> Eagles soaring overhead here I, chad's gonna put like a sparkler in the corner and then like tweety bird from the looney tunes just clicked and dragged across the top instead there's your we're eagle making, fuckhead we're making this so much better for him though honestly and he's really back there like i fucking hate you guys so much we're giving you all the ideas you don't have to do any of the work there you go leave the creativity to the on-screen talent i think we've learned that's probably the way to go yeah buddy 
So the way the movie starts out is almost it, it goes from zero to 100 mm-hmm. in probably five minutes. And that's what really caught my attention. Maybe right two off minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts out with a scene of almost like a, a hallway. You're walking through a hallway and you hear people crying and screaming. Mm. And you're like, fuck, some shit's going down. Right. Because, I mean, it's definitely not people playing fucking Jenga on the other side of the doorway. Right. But perhaps playing Risk because it's long and boring. That's true. Um, <laughs> Will you just say? <laughs> Sorry. So you see on the doorway the pyramid. Is it a pyramid or is it a triangle? I think it's a pyramid because when right? they go into space or whatever. But that's like, a, a, that's like after the fact, right? I mean, this is after you see the movie and you're like, okay, well, it's clearly a pyramid. But I mean, like when you first see it, like I'm like, oh, that's like a cool triangle. Well, the same thing. It's just it, it's the dimensions of it. A two dimensional pyramid is a triangle. All I can imagine right now <laughs> as we're discussing this is the office, which we're starting to watch again. And I imagine Stanley when it's like the power of the pyramid. So you okay. can say whatever the fuck so, you want. I'm going to call it a so pyramid. The two dimensional pyramid. Uh, <laughs> so, no, not no, it. I just love the way you said it, like as if I had corrected you viciously. And I'm like, oh, here's the, the two dimensional pyramid. I fucking love you so much. You're my best friend. <laughs> it's funny so, how love sounded kind of like hate. <laughs> That's weird. So it goes to a guy running out of the house, right? He books it. And it's funny because like usually you're thinking like, no, the girl, get out first. Women save and your, children, yeah. Save yourself. I'll try and fend them. You, no, it's like, fuck you, I'm out gone yeah and then she like stumbles out and you're like oh shit this chick's running for her life what the fuck she gets shot in the back yep not dead instantly though no very much painfully and slowly uh she probably still would have died um but then you really see that she they died. expedite it yes absolutely. which is nice of them to do yeah this is where you know at first you're like well that's weird they just shot this chick on film right and you really hardly ever see a girl get shot like that violently right it's rare i mean it's not coming to mind so yeah i think that's i mean true. usually you'll see like okay like women and children somebody gets killed it's like off screen right where it's implied yeah that women get killed and you're like oh that's really brutal but this actually shows some girl gets shot and that's kind of cool in this film then what happens and then what happens <sighs> the guy the kid young buck as i like to call him pulls out some fucking gasoline, mm. pours it all over. Old Buck sees James running off and he's like, eh, won't get far. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's what he says. Yep. Turns around after he lights a cigarette. He's like, eh, what is this fucking menthol? Fucking throws it. <laughs> and she goes up a flame. She goes up in flame. This is pretty fucking brutal. Which one's better, this fire or Mandy fire? Um. Well... Mandy fire is a lot more drawn out. Yep. Okay. I like Mandy fire better. Well, it's, it's definitely gets your, I don't want to say get your attention a little better, but this isn't a plot point really. Cause she's yeah. never brought up again. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. They don't come back to why they burnt her or anything. Um, I also think the cinematography was a little bit more vicious in Mandy with the way that she illuminated everything in this it was good. The The shot where it's framed with the two barren trees on the sides, the house, them standing and in the fire, really well done. You can right. tell that these are like art guys. They're not. Right. Absolutely. And what's cool about it is it essentially is the intro to the film. Yep. Right. And that's what gets you hooked. 
I I feel like there should be amazing intros to every film because the first two or three minutes of it should sell you. Yeah. Right. I think that the, the priority for a film should be beginning and middle. And I think that's probably the way most people look at it. Yeah. You need to agreed. start great. Your ending, your ending should be the best part so that you walk out with the best like at the highest. Like that's high. what you remember. Yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> and I remember taking note on this, looking at the house up front, thinking, oh, dude, that's a really fucking nice house. That's probably like a hundred and ten thousand dollar house out in fucking buttfuck Egypt, middle of nowhere. Yeah, but right? here that's a $75 million home <laughs> that you have to share with 14 people. Yeah, that's like a fucking, that's like a, a six bedroom house, two story, like fucking brick. Look, I'm like, dude, I'm so domesticated. I'm like, oh, look at the foundation on that house. I wonder Ooh. what Chip Gaines could do to that house. <laughs> imagine the shiplap on that bitch. Slapping that up. <laughs> so I just imagined that the, the father or old buck would be replaced by Chip Gaines. <laughs> And that idea would be so great. They're in the hospital and he's sitting there. He's like, let's demo this bitch. Yeah, agree. <laughs> I think he gets way too excited about fucking demoing things. Yeah. Right. I feel like he's got a demo hard on underneath his fucking cargo shorts. Dude, good for him. You know, like if you find something you love doing, you can monetize it like that. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, I can imagine probably in real life, he's just a giant cunt. Oh, <laughs> I dropped the C-bomb in character. You dropped the C-bomb really. Well, I mean. Shame. Let's shame whatever. Brian right now. Whatever. No, it's good. Why do you think that? I just. What forensic psychology did nothing, you do? To, nothing. It's just my crazy, the way my crazy brain works. If you I have feel that like kind of much is, money, you kind of have to is, be, right? He is too nice on oh. camera to be like that in real life. I totally see it. Like he's got like child porn or something like. There's something fucking weird. Yeah. Right. Like the dad oh, from Seventh I Heaven. I like it, Chad. Damn. I just lost concentration right now. Chad's shirtless. Semi shirtless. Oh, there we go. But the I get to see all of what's up. going on underneath. So yeah, yeah, frisky business. Um, I think you're right. I think I, I'm I'm exceedingly more wary of people who are like ostensibly good in their celebrity. There's life. something going. I'm on. so worried that's going to happen with Keanu Reeves because I love the fuck out of that guy. I, I'm tempted to go to Keanu Con, which is coming up. Is that a thing? It is. They're going to do showings. Think of like Point Break and a few other. Yeah, we should totally go. That's uh, I'm super tempted. I am a huge <laughs> fan of his, and I have been for a very just long bring time. the fucking camcorder with us and just like do a recording. Like, with- hey, do you remember being in Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> I remember that. I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not anybody relevant at all. But please take a sticker. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yes. You know, it'd be great to just walk behind him all day with Flavor Flav's clock on your chest and be like, Ted, remember to wind your watch. And he's like, shut up. I don't even have a wind up watch anymore. I have a phone. It's digital. Uh, Sorry, gang. We're going off the rails because the movie's only an hour and a half long. Yeah, we're we're helping you guys out. This is this is fun. You're you're here for the ride. Yeah. Uh, So did you notice that the intro music? It had like a nice groove to it. Oh, yeah. It totally re- kind of reminded me of uh, like a buckethead groove. I dig it. Yeah. I really like it a lot. I actually really liked this whole intro. It was very much like a kind of an explosions in the sky where you have like this cool scenic view, lots of empty shots to show like how isolated these characters are. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably mention it a couple of times, but I really like the rolling cr- clouds. Yeah, for kinda- sure. So yeah, I really like the intro. It it reminds me or 
I guess you could say it's it's different to what you are about to get brought into. What? <laughs> I just you're suspicious of me, and I'm just sitting here agreeing with you. <laughs> I just look over like this, and Jake's like, "I'm agreeing. I'm <laughs> I'm this, I'm yes ending you. Oh, okay, the plot is moving. Sorry, I thought I had a booger or something. You'd tell me, right? For sure. <laughs> we we reached that level of friendship years ago. That's true. That's true. But yeah, the the intro is is very melodic. It's it's soothing almost, and it's completely opposite of what happens in yeah. the film. So. It sets the tranquility and then it's broken. But then like, like the isolation, the tranquility, all of these things, and it shows like this is this is not Compton. This right. is not right. The, you know the what the middle east with ak-47s yeah, going off this agreed. is a boring place as evidenced by the fact as, the cop is sleeping he's basically sleeping and it's totally reminiscent reminds me of super troopers oh yeah right it's just like fucking a super trooper like that's their name it's a <laughs> it's a highway patrol guy sitting on the side of a highway you know spitting game at a fucking dispatcher i like to think that right? it's a female cop whose name is sue per trooper okay sue per trooper i see where you're going with that mm-hmm. Meow. <laughs> I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. Okay, I agree. Fair enough. You know he his he has some good banter with the dispatch, the dispatch right? And yeah. then that's broken that level of comfort, the tranquility by dude just falling onto a road. Yeah, that's James yeah, Junkie. James, which Do we give James Junkie? Junkie? James Could Junkie. Just be James Junkie. Junkie James. Junkie. I like it. Junkie James definitely works. Uh, so Junkie James definitely is on one. He falls out into the road. What did we call Daniel? Fuck. Le- stabbed. It was something to do with getting stabbed. Pincushion. Pincushion. Jake is go. best. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Pincushion's like, sorry, babe. I got to put you on hold. I got to actually do fucking police work. So, he sounds super annoyed, right? He's like, come on, bud. You need to get up. You know, it's a bit cold for you to be out here. Yada, yada. He turns him over, sees him all bloody. And he's like, ah, fuck. I guess I got to do some actual work so it just shows them drive off into the fucking to the hospital right and he's like arguing with dispatch because she's like you need to go to this hospital and he's like i don't want to go to right hospital. right so you know and that it sets it up to where it's like well he has some sort of reason yeah not going there right? exactly well at first it seems like he is just you know because they they mention it being burned up so you kind of have the default excuse like, well, the facility is not what it should be. Right. So he's you kind like, of, well, I can go somewhere else. And she's like, that's an extra 20 miles, you fucking moron. Yeah. Just go here. Yeah. I liked that scene a lot because it wasn't as overt as my ex-wife works there. Right. And she exactly. Just, she, it's not It's just, just reading right into yeah. it. Right. And, and it does give you a little bit of info as far as, oh, well, the basement got burned down. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Why the fuck did the basement get burned down? Crazy. So and then. It's almost like some cultists were getting into some nasty business. Right, right. But did you guys agree? The the injury to fuckboy's head, get over it. Get him an ice pack out of the back. I was going to say, I don't really feel like it warrants sending him to the hospital. Yeah, drive the extra 20 minutes. He's still alive. Yeah. I was hoping that he'd have like gnarly staples or something. Yeah, it would have to be something along the lines of like his ear is fucking falling off or something. You're like, okay, there's clearly some some real... satanic shit going on like you have a severed ear like van gogh the fuck van go to the hospital (laughs) you son of a bitch thank you van go to the nearest hospital then we cut and he arrives at the hospital 
And he's like, dispatch should have called. And she's like, dispatch didn't call. And he's like, well, they should have called. And it was so great because I was thinking of like interactions I've had with my wife where I say oh, something no. and she's like, not that. And I'm like, well, still that. And she's like, nah, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that little pettiness stuff in between. And you're like, <laughs> you're oh, married. They, they, this makes perfect sense. Yeah. They clearly, they clearly have like some sort of history. Yep. Right. <laughs> And then and we cut to. Did you notice that they immediately just like go like first name basis, yeah. like everybody? Which I like. It shows like the familiarity, the small town kind of feel. Yeah, agreed. Cool. So we go to the guy, the young guy who's charming in bed as he's dying, and they're watching Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> it's cute. I, I always like seeing people in horror movies doing homage to horror, especially when it's not something like this isn't a zombie movie. Like right. I get, like Shaun of the Dead did it well, but when you have something where you know if it's poltergeist and they're watching a movie about ghosts, it's not that great. But when you have something like this, where it's just a nod to something else they like, I like. Yeah, it. agreed. Yeah, it's not over the top. So um, Sylvester Stallone. It's a movie yeah. about arm wrestling. Turns the hat backwards, <laughs> go over the That's top. That's right. That's right. Was it him and his son? Yep. Right. Okay. His prissy little fuck ass son. Fuck that kid. He's annoying. You think I'm annoying? Go watch over the top. <laughs> Sorry, gang. Don't they say something about like coffee cups? Like he has a coffee cup and it's he makes some sort of fucking offhand comment about like, oh, now you bring me coffee. I have no idea, but I wish I knew what you were talking about. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to play dumb. No, it's I'm fine. I'm not leaving you hanging, bro. I'm I feel like it's they he was in the office and she was I think it's her coffee cup. Oh, how are they talking right? about an over the top? I'm like, <laughs> I can't fucking remember shit. This movie I'm came like, out in the 80s. I'm like, we're going back to the film. We're going back <laughs> to the film. No, Jay. Keep it on task, you <laughs> fuck. You talk too quickly about nothing, Jake. I can feel like that's what our listeners are saying right now. But yeah, they, they have like a banter and she's like, well, it's my cup. Right. Keeping it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I like okay. that. Yeah. So you, you without you, it being as overt as like, I took it when I left the house because I my baby died because we had a, you know, I had a not mis- a miscarriage stillbirth. I don't know if it's stillbirth. Yeah, it, I'm not even sure what the it baby is. died. <laughs> There's no nice way of saying it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you learn uh, from wait, we moved way too fast. Yeah. God damn it. This happens every week, so maybe the not intern, last week because Chad's on top of this shit. But Brian, on the other hand, I'm like, fuck it. We're like going with and We're going to come back. Well, and- I actually really <laughs> like the scene. I, I need to go back to the Night of the Living Dead scene because I like that the the intern is showing the guy this degloving oh, procedure yeah, where you're literally so flaying the flesh, and- <laughs> which kind of you know, is foreshadowing for the movie. But I love that she's like, ooh, I'm so counterculture. This is so creepy. I love it. I'm going to give you a catheter. And then the mo- like the shit gets real, and she's like, "Nope, yep, nope, yeah, exactly, exactly." No, thank you, please. So I feel like it goes from her poking fun of the poor dude in, uh, you know, in the hospital room, to all of a sudden getting attacked by bugs. I don't remember there being giant bugs in this film. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who are listening only and not supporting us on YouTube. I'm Brian is covered by in fleas. <laughs> but also, did you notice that the guy said about? Did you really? Yep. I oh, wrote I that down. That. Interesting. Not a boot. Canadians don't say a boot. It's like a boot. <laughs> and she steals the fucking guy's fruit cup. Does she really? She's so edgy. Mm, she yep. stole Aubrey Plaza in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. I can see that. All of a sudden, you hear uh, James freaking out from the other in the other room. Ah! 
He's like, fuck you, don't sedate me, motherfucker. And they're like, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't get a signature. And last I checked, I don't need one, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Elvis has left the building is like, you want to be sedated? <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> Sorry, gang. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, forcibly sedate him and knock him out. Yeah. That's when you find out, apparently, uh, his name's James. They go through his wallet. His name's James. And he has a pension for uh, shooting up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the lead singer of Thin Lizzy. Probably a lot of lead singers. I wouldn't doubt it. Mr. (laughs) Brownstone. Yeah, yeah. Did you inject Brownstone heroin? You inject heroin? You're asking the wrong dude. Do you? No idea. You smoke heroin. I I feel like it's kind of multiple forms. (laughs) Am I that straight? Because I know that that Axl Rose had a problem. That's why it's cheaper, Brown. I think you threw the rectum. Oh, Stevie <laughs> Nicks did cocaine through her ass. How are we not talking about this? <laughs> when did that come out? Dude, it was in uh, in rumors. She was snorting so much cocaine that she literally tore a hole in her nose. So she had an assistant allegedly blow cocaine up her ass. Not fucking around. Wow. Not fucking around right now. We need bonus content just <laughs> on that. I feel like we should have Stevie Nicks like serenading us in the background right now. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Rihanna. Okay. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get the introduction of old, old man and pregnant girl. And I was like, oh, this could be this oh, could be bad. Yeah. But then well, they are in the South. Right? Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> I thought it was like his child bride and he was going to like his other four sister wives were going to show up. Yeah. But it's not much better at the end because you find out it's the doctor, the super old doctor's fucking baby. So Spoilers, you're like, Brian. wait. Spoiler it's alert. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. As I roll fucking eyeballs in the back of my head. Yeah, Brian's rolling eyeballs. Funny enough, underneath he has tattooed "fuck off" and Jake <laughs> on the other side. You don't know me. <laughs> I actually read an article recently where a girl who had her eyes tattooed and was going to lose one of them was like, "I regret it." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you think you think the thing that hurts when you put eye drops in should have a needle in it?" Yeah, no, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Nope, no. I don't know. I freak out when eyelashes go in my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Right, bro? I'm like, I'm going blind. So uh, (laughs) give me a seeing eye dog and uh, we'll call it good. There are certain degrees of like badassery with tattoos. And I'm I'm very comfortable with like armpit tattoos and that being it. I don't need to show anybody anything. I don't need a tattoo up my spew hole, which is what I'm calling pee holes now. So (laughs) if you're keeping track of the Jake vernacular, you got the spew hole. You got raw dog. And I feel like you can always throw butt fucking in front of all of that yeah for sure if it's butt fucking raw dog or buck fucking spew hole i mean it's perfect <laughs> uh fuck right off and get fucked and just those i mean we're keeping a tally chad tally kenya <laughs> is that too much work to have a little bit at the bottom but i have so many <laughs> like a chad's fucking rubbing his head like i hate you guys so much right yes post-traumatic stress I have so many little catchphrases that it's just going to be a big picture of the uh, anyway. Sorry, gang. <sighs> we move on. So you go to Bev basically kind of being a bitch to Kim saying, hey, you need to start putting shit away or moving stuff. And she's like, what? I, I'm not moving any of these files. Last yeah. I checked, I'm going to put them in this computer. And she's like, the files don't go in the computer, you dumb poop. Poop. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our first intro to Bev, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Bev seems kind of quirky. I wonder what's going to happen next with her. Yeah. What happens next? We're building up to something. 
Anyway, so the cop complains that James bled on him. So he's scrubbing out the blood and then it's good to see. I feel like you get a flash right there, right? With him being in the bathroom. Does Does he pass out? Right there? Or is that after? That's after he uh, does the oh, shooting, shooting. Brian gangbang. jumping ahead. Oh, Damn fuck. it, Brian. <laughs> he's using his fucking Tide pen and he's cleaning his uniform. That's it. <laughs> so then Allison comes up. Allison, I know this world. This is nothing. Okay. Sorry. It's good to see you. They show their history together. They don't go overtly between them, at least. Oh, our kid died. But then the doctor comes in and he's like, Exposition. He's like, I know what it's like to lose a child. I've lost a child. Did I tell you about the fact that I lost a child and it changed me as a man? And I was very upset about this. I was like, God damn it. You ruined a scene that was fine. But then at the end of the movie, when you get the payoff with the whole daughter thing, you're like, all right, cool. Agreed. You you changed my perception. I think at this point, uh, it kind of delves into the different shots within the hospital. Like it shows the different wings or the hallways. And the sobbing, uh, yeah. Right, and it, it totally is reminiscent of Halloween 2. Ah. Right, I really like it a lot. Um, or the music video for Scream by the Misfits when they were fronted by Michael Graves. Not tremendously so, but. Haven't seen it. Oh, it's great. Oh, nice. Super nice. fun. Until Jerry only opens his mouth at the end. <laughs> so The official uh, stance of Slasher's podcast is we're Danzig guys, we're not Jerry only guys. Oh, definitely Danzig, absolutely. You know, Allison was almost a mother... <laughs> I'm crazy today. Sorry. Take another shot. Jesus. <laughs> Let's also take a tally of all the times I say I'm sorry, but then I just keep saying silly <laughs> shit. So Daniel goes in. Pincushion. Pincushion. I'm sorry. Pincushion goes in to check in on Bev. The one patient and Bev is there. Yeah. So he's just checking in randomly on that one patient. Right? Well, he's Why hearing he... her. He's hearing sobbing from the room. So oh, he goes that's in what and it she's is. And, sobbing. And yeah. she's sobbing. OK, so he, he hears sobbing coming from her where she is basically peeling off her fucking face like she just put Elmer glue yeah. all over. Her face. This isn't my face. I was like, that's haunting. Yeah, like that sounds really like cool. something somebody with schizophrenia says for sure. Yeah, it's almost like she was uh, she. <laughs> You know the round fruit roll-up? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, you'd peel it off the fucking plastic? Yeah. That was like her face. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Try and get that out of your brain. So he's freaking out, stepping back like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? You you couldn't help but see that they kind of pan over to where she has... Si- I guess I jumped ahead again. No, no, they're, they're no, she true. had scissors. She pulled it out of his eyeball. Yeah, I thought and it was a scalpel she, at first, but then it yeah, was, he yeah. even says scissors. I was like, thank you. Yeah, and then, and then she turns towards him and she starts peeling off her face saying, this isn't my face. And he's like, you need to step the fuck back. You're in my bubble. Mm-hmm. And I like this space right here. He, he turns <laughs> into Yosemite Sam. It's like, I dare you to cross that line. <laughs> and she steps forward and then he draws another line. <laughs> no, that line right there. I'll do it, I swear. Yeah, so she he fucking pops a double cap, right? I want to say it's one or two. He, th- he throws a couple caps in there. I think so. so. I don't think it's just one. Not relevant. <laughs> well, I don't think it is. And then he's in the, unless like his amount of post-traumatic stress is based on, he's like, if I would have shot her once, I'd be fine right now. But I shot her twice. Agreed. Now- Agreed. So everybody runs in, right? Because, I mean, there's fucking nobody at the hospital. There's basically five people in the entire hospital. So everybody hears it. They're all rumbling. So they all come running in. You hear poor Kim saying, oh, Cliff. And you're like, oh, 
that was his name. It was Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was like uh, from what was a uh, fight club where they're like his name is Robert Paulson. It <laughs> was Robert Paulson. <laughs> Remember told you about the best opening line a girl ever gave me when I was online dating a millennia ago. What was that? There's a girl who messaged me and she's like, hey, have you ever heard the Ferris Bueller theory about Fight Club? I was like, do tell, bitch. <laughs> and she was like, don't call me bitch. That's demeaning. And I'm a woman. And I listened to her and it changed my life. No, it was the idea that Ferris Bueller is Tyler Durden and Cameron is Ed Norton because Ferris doesn't actually do anything in the movie. Oh, like no. Cameron, when they destroy the car, Cameron takes the credit. Nobody sees Ferris in the parade. He's a fictional character. Moving on. That's crazy. I liked it a lot. Huh. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So poor Clifford gets killed. Everybody's freaking out. And now Daniel's got PTSD and he goes into the, the bathroom. Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, I'm going to fucking throw up. Right. Because clearly I've probably haven't killed anybody before. This is the first. I don't know how to basically do any police work. Surprise, surprise. I'm riding my dad's fucking coattail on this one. Clearly. Yeah. So I actually really like the way that they ramped up his issues with it. Like he, he throws up, he washes his face, he gets the blurry vision and then it's just gone. And right. I've, I've only ever blacked out once in my life and I was like dehydrated in the desert and I just woke up. I couldn't remember falling down. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Any, I was just and it's the only time anything like that's happened. So when I saw this, I was like, to the best of my knowledge, that's a correct way of going about it. So you saw you maybe saw like a portal into hell as well. No, not that I remember. <laughs> I remember the first thing that I saw when I woke up was blue Gatorade, and it remains my favorite flavor. Nice, nice. So, yeah, he passes out, and, you know, during his, like, period where he is lost consciousness, you get those rolling clouds. Yep. Right? You get the, it almost seems like something where it's like the Mars rover, right? Where it reminds get, me a lot of Prometheus. When yeah, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's very alien kind of scenery yeah right it's clearly not meant to be earth like it, it's monochromatic but you can tell it it's right supposed to be barren and dark and kind of eerie <laughs> you also get the very vivid counterpoint to that which is like the red fleshiness with the heartbeat then it goes to blurry vision back to the landscape back to some uh, fleshy tissue that's stretched oh yeah it kind of yeah, looks like the necronomicon or something yeah super weird and then and the pyramid kind of, in the sky that that reminds me of like hellraiser too yeah absolutely right? yeah okay so then he wakes up. Everybody's like, dude, what the fuck? Passed out. That's weird. The doctor's like, let me take a look at you. And he's like, nah, I'm fine. And no, no, I, I want to say the doctor says something like, uh, you're stubborn like your father was. Right. And you're like, oh, I get it. Everybody knows each other. It's like a very tight knit community. Yeah. Right. Then the state trooper arrives. Yeah. All of a sudden state trooper arrives. Right. And I thought this guy was going to be one of the cultists. Oh, it, it seems like it would be. Did we miss? No, never mind. I thought we missed the part where the cultist stabs him, but that's way later. Or not way later, but later. So, did you just pull a Brian? I did. No, you almost did. I almost because did. I corrected like, myself. Wait, is this a. No, 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 no. As no, I'm saying mind. it, I'm correcting myself <laughs> and having desperate anxiety about making a mistake on a show no one listens to. Er, er, Jake. <laughs> Sorry. That's me. <laughs> that wasn't you. You're like, all right. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm sitting there editing. I'm like, how can I edit out my mistakes so nobody knows that I made them? So. <laughs> Does not compute. For those of you who ever watch the YouTube version and then listen to the audio version, you're going to be like, hey, where'd all those mistakes go? I'll never tell. So, so from, from, from. <laughs> From the new older cop 
you find out that apparently James killed a fuck ton of people at the house, right? Well, he's they believe like, that he did. They, they, yeah, because he's assume, covered in other people's they blood. They assume so. that he, he, well, oh yeah, he he killed about twenty other people in this house. That's what the cop said. Which but, I took it as. This is what I took. I thought at that point that father that he's and son, basically. Well, okay. So, what are you that, thinking that they were that father they were and son were part of the cultists? He was part of the cultists, and that they were creating a cover up for father and son killing all those people because yeah. he seems so fucking pathetic the whole time that and you I, never think you can kill anybody. Yeah, I can also see it as like he is basically injecting James into all of this incriminating stuff when yeah. he clearly had no, you know, he wasn't doing it at all. You find out apparently he killed twenty other people. Yada yada. He handcuffs them to the bed. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, well, I got him. I got him handcuffed. And he's like, well, last I checked, he's still sedated. I don't know why the fuck you need to handcuff him. And he's like, well, I don't give a fuck because I'm running the show. Hand me your gun. Yeah. Joey Ramon. Right. Oh, also poor firearm safety. He hands the the other cop the gun pointing the barrel directly at his crotch. (laughs) I'm like, sorry about it. (laughs) It's almost like you're a cop and you should know how to hand somebody a firearm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. So then it's funny right after he gives him the gun. Well, the reason that he gives him the gun is because of the shooting. He just had the shooting. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. But it's weird happenstance. It's a weird fucking night, I guess you would say. Right. It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should hold on to it. Yada, yada. Instead, let's have every weapon with one person, whatever. Well, I think the point is that he has to do an investigation with it. And that's why he says, like, okay, well, let me call it. Exactly. And Um, he asks what his dad would think of the shit show, which I think is another thing. Like, you're not following police protocol. There's this is a very bad situation. Your dad was a good cop. Right. He says, like, like, oh, your dad was a stand up cop. Yep. I have that written down, too. Stand up cop. (laughs) Which is like a cop being like, what's the deal with people who drive over the speed limit? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what's funny is when I heard him say that, it, it totally reminds me of something that one cop would say about another cop. Yeah. you're a stand-up cop right it, it was believable right no. it's something so silly to think about I instantaneously didn't trust the state trooper and i imagine his wife is that lady with the short hair who's always asking to talk to the manager at hobby lobby oh no could you see that yeah, yeah. with the fun haircut oh yeah i was like i have one piece of purple because Fucking super white mm-hmm. <laughs> can i talk to the manager <laughs> yeah i can see that so Daniel's like, okay, well, you got to let me call it in. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Go fucking do your shit. So Daniel goes to wherever they have the fucking the office, like the dispatch yeah. area, figures out the phone doesn't work. And he was like, oh, that's weird, right? Well, and he only uses the radio part. I didn't think that he used I the phone. I thought he tried to use the phone. He tried hitting the phone. Oh, maybe. 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 Well, the know. only reason I think that is because later on they have internal teleconferencing, but they wouldn't need to dial out for that. So that makes sense. Okay. But then he ends up having to go to the car to use the radio out there. Right. So, that, yeah. So, he ventures to the car. And I want to say, is this where you get introduced to the... I am the cultist with my triangular face. So, he's fucking around with his car radio. Nothing's going through. And he looks up and he sees fucking badass, right? Yeah. I really like their outfits I love lot. simplicity. When it works, yeah, it works really it well. It definitely works. And, and you gotta love how he tries to set, you know, be tries to be intimidating and he's like, hi! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he's like, can I help you? Is this the part where you get the, f- the first sound of the horn? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the sound of the horn and it's, it, it's for me, reminiscent of Inception. Yeah. Right. For me, I said red state, except this actually matters. Like, yeah. I feel like when this happens, things move along. 
and I couldn't help but notice and jumping ahead here, but anytime there was the horn, the guys multiplied. <laughs> and it was like instantly. And it didn't like it it wasn't to the point where like he turned a one or he turned around and then turned back and all of a sudden they were multiplied. Like it he was staring at the guy the entire time and he just fucking David Blaine and just like <laughs> a bunch of them appeared, right? He Chris Angel mind freaked him. <laughs> yeah, or or mind freak. Yeah, that one too. So <laughs> I hate them both. Yeah. So he gets stabbed. Yep. Right. In the titty. He so slowly, very slowly, which is interesting. Very slowly. Yeah. He, fucking human pincushion. Really? But they so, didn't ham it up for too long. He gets the guy. Yeah, off he, of him. he wrestles the guy off him and then he fucking books it, which I think is awesome, because especially because after he gets stabbed, he realizes that there's more cultists. And he's like, well, I'm not going to win this fight. Right. I'm going to go. It, which is very practical. I think, you know, it, it sets that he is not Rambo, which I like because then when he has the more machismo elements later, you've ramped up to something. You have some kind of character development, but you know, it starts off with him being a wuss. He's very much like, um, I don't know, uh, Han Solo is kind of a wuss when you think about it. Yeah, I just said that to make fun of people, but also he's not he's not the hero that he becomes. Right. Agreed. So the sound goes off. Oh, oh, oh can I do the next part when it cuts to? the the nurse when and he goes to bev she's dead it's like on the floor and then all of a sudden you have, it, was it coming out of her mouth i thought so i thought it was coming out of her eyeballs there i think there's some coming out of her eyeballs as well kind of reminiscent of the faculty i could see that yeah i mean the little tendrils coming out i thought for sure instantaneously i think the thing which is oh, that's yeah. probably because my mind is tainted and that's my favorite like real horror movie of all time because I think a lot of people would look at Monster Squad and be like, come on, it's kid stuff. Mm. Even though it's Stan Winston School of Character Design, whatever. Uh, anyway, moving on. I, I loved it. I thought that the tentacles were creepy as fuck because they were like hairy. And oh, I, I, was telling Chad, I was telling Chad earlier, it reminded me of the the film in like old VHS tapes. Like the black swirly like film, like fluttering out of her eyeballs. I okay. don't know why. That, that's what I see. I like it. I, I, the texture of it looked like. Remember in like the, the Evil Dead remake, she like throws up something that's like a root, and it kind of looks like yeah, hairy. I can see that. Yep. It, it's so much worse to me to imagine like a wound that then has something coarse coming out of it. Yeah. Ugh. So when they're like bloody and coming out of her face, I loved it. So then uh, Daniel does uh, something that he does quite often in the film. And got stabbed. He passes out again. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Officer Pincushion tired needs another nap. <laughs> oh, so, so he's like bleeding profusely in the foyer and then the blood is just gone the next scene and his shirt looks like Mr. Clean came all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So then the doctor kind of shows up, says, oh, fuck, dude, you got stabbed. We need to fucking fix you right up. And then uh, that's when James starts fucking screaming. Right. And you're like, oh, dude, one thing compounded onto another. Yeah. Right. It's like, and this is what happens when you try and knock out a junkie. His tolerance is like (laughs) through the roof. She's like, I gave you enough sedative to knock out a horse. And he's like, I take horse tranquilizers every day. How do you think I can get an erection around some creepy old guy who's watching me have sex? Uh, Jumping ahead. Sorry. (laughs) So he's screaming. Daniel goes running in after he gets woken up again. Come to find out Bev is fucking transformed into some creepy fucking monster. Which I like. I'm super impressed with the monster. What do you think? 
I like it. I think they were very smart about the way they used it. I love the use of practical effects. And I like that. I mean, like when I say the way they use, it, I'm talking about creative use of shadows, making sure it's not overlit, making sure that the motion, which is obviously limited by the performer inside, is used to a full capacity. Because really, it just stands there and gets clobbered with axes. Yeah. But it looks disoriented from the very beginning. Yep, so absolutely. I think that it really fits the scene. I didn't sit there and go like, why did this monster do that? It almost seems like it's like not in its final form. Yeah. As like well. Kind of infantile. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. So first of all, tentacle porn. Yeah. Right. Right off the bat. And just like slithering fun things that burrow. Mm. <laughs> if you don't know, my eyeballs getting bigger, getting excited. Something else getting bigger too. Oh, <laughs> engorged, engorged. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our kind of first delve into the monsters, right? Mm-hmm. The film, and uh, again, super impressed with it. Uh, James is freaking out. He's like, "I've seen some shit on acid. I ain't seen nothing like this." So, yeah, when they escape the monster, because they don't even try and fight it. Oh they- yeah, fuck that, dude. I mean, if I see that deuces i like it though it makes a lot of sense like yeah, absolutely. you are not equipped to kill that thing so they they save james they get the fuck out of there and this is where things really escalate because james then takes uh the what is what's the pregnant little girl's name maggie well no i mean the fake the nickname <sighs> pregnant little girl gets abducted pregnant pregnant there we go and ah. she's sitting there <laughs> and then dr sam neil from hell uh to grant the second comes up and he's like he's not gonna hurt her and he fucking, and he stabs, fucking him stabs him but no but this is this is after young and old buck show up and shoot young, things, yeah young and old buck show up as well mm-hmm. and they're and then daniel's like whoa hold on i'm the fucking sheriff around here they're like fuck you and he's like okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happened he drops trowel and spreads cheek yeah <laughs> yes sir right away sir so so they show up they're like okay well we're running the show they have an old-fashioned Mexican standoff, mm-hmm. right? It shows old buck, young buck. One has an axe, one has the rifle. And then uh, it cuts back to Bev, and there's the opaque window, and it's smearing its dude, face across it. Dude, it's smearing its, like, eyeball across it. I like, like that a I lot. fucking see you. That's when, you know, everybody's sitting there with guns drawn, and then they proceed to watch Doctor get stabbed in the neck. So good. Right? And you're like, anybody at any time, please step in and shoot this dude. But no, apparently they watched the doctor get stabbed and you're like, oh, that's fucked. But then because you wonder this if the doctor knew that he was going to get stabbed because like his whole right. plan still comes to fruition. Right, right. But at the same time, I'm thinking, right, as far as like if I were in the audience or if I were the audience, like this is a res- resident doctor who has probably the most experience out of everybody. And we just watched him get fucking killed. So we're all fucked. We have an intern who basically wants to flay people, but won't actually do it. We have uh, Allison, who's who, running off looking for stuff on a hunch. On a hunch, fucking on a whim, because apparently she thought it was a good idea, even though there's fucking aliens everywhere. Oh, alien monsters. Interdimensional monster creatures. things. So, yeah, you see the doc get killed. They throw a fucking little, they drape an old thing over him, mm-hmm. and they kind of leave it at that, right? Yep. Young Buck and Old Buck, I think, wrestle James. Right. They get him kind of incapacitated and handcuffed to like the wall. Yes. After he stabs the dude. Correct. Okay. So and then, then monster hits it for real. Right. That's when monster grabs monster grabs the old fucking trooper. Yeah. Right. Because you completely forget about him almost. Yeah. You're like, oh, these are all the relevant people. All of a sudden fucking 
old trooper dude gets dragged around the fucking hallway. And it's funny because at first, like old monster Bev is like just kind of groveling around really slowly. And then it's like <laughs> she evolved to the point where she's like, oh, fuck it. I, let's just fucking run. Right. And she just like slithers away. Yeah. Like yeah. David Duchovny's evolution where it's like, how did you learn to do that so fast? Yeah. But when she rips him out, I loved that because, like I said, I thought that the state trooper was in on it. I thought he was a cultist. And so then my mind still when he gets like taken by the monster, I was like, nope, it's, a, you know, it's it's a Mr. It's a Blanc, uh, Mr. Orange situation. <laughs> he's still a cop. I mean, he's still a, a narc on the inside. But then when she starts fucking his face with tentacles, I was like, maybe he's not in on the joke. Yeah. Does she fuck? his guts as well i think so she yeah. stabs into her stomach and his eyeballs eyeballs yeah so that's fucking super intense yeah right? it's really good i think the effects are rad yeah absolutely it almost it's this is sounds so creepy right but the pulsating is really fucking gross it's just like that yeah moving up and down like you know it's like burrowing deeper and deep, like the way that a worm yes slither. yes it's and also, super creepy the way that her like body figure is there like it's a puppet like a husk as right. the tentacles coming out right. it's so good there's a couple really cool angles from that where she just it shows that she's not in control because she's just lying limply and then she has this weird brain kind of thing pop out and they blast it to oh, smithereens fuck, dude i was i was really kind of interested to see what happens with the brain i'm like oh dude it's clearly evolving here. Like this is like from Pikachu to Pika. I don't know what the fuck it would evolve to. Anyways, uh, Chad, look it up. Raichu. <laughs> Raichu? Raichu? That sound right? Whatever. Uh, Char Charmander to Charizard. Ah, I think that's right. I think that's right. So the brain kind of. There's going to be some Pokemon Go player who's like, nowhere. fuck you. <laughs> so it, what happens, right, is Young Buck charges, gets the axe stuck. And then he's like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm a dead. I totally screwed up. And old Buck was just like, don't run into that, you idiot. Nope. Nah, he's, he, did, he did it. He did it. He done did it. So he gets his axe stuck. Uh, brain pops out. He gets fucking shot. And you're like, okay, cool. They killed it. But clearly, it's not dead. Mm-mm. Yeah. Is this the one that they send out on the gurney on fire? No. Actually, I think that is, that has to be like, that can't be the oh, it's monster. A state trooper. It's a state trooper. I but love how that is idea. That, how is that the state trooper? Because his trooper head's gone. No, they cut his head off. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. He never comes back. So that's why they do it. So that that's why you never see him as a monster later. Which yeah, I but really enjoy. But the, the thing that's on the gurney, I feel like you you see a head. Maybe they just picked it up off the floor. Maybe they just picked it up and just burned the well, whole like, thing. Well, like in so many zombie movies, like, I can't kill him. It was a child once. And it's like, everybody was a child once. Kill the fucking thing, set yeah, it on fire, yeah, don't agreed. become a zombie. And it's kind of the I same thought it was thing. really fucking cool, right? Where they're like hacking away at the monster and they're like, well, this isn't killing it. And then they're like, well, let's fucking chop his head off. They chop his head off after all the tentacles were attached to his brain and it kind of incapacitates. Turns monster, it off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Well, also like the idea. It's kind of like two lumberjacks. It's like quah, 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 quah. <laughs> lumbering away, mm -hmm. if you will. So uh, then we get the, the van attacks Daniel, who's trying to learn what is happening. And the boy can't answer because he has the wounded neck. and He tries to decapitate Daniel and Allison and the boy try to stop the guy. Oh, from yeah, yeah. And the whole scene, I don't, I don't acknowledge that father, son, or young no. buck and old buck are related because the way he says like these things killed his family or whatever, right. and he's injured, he doesn't speak for he's himself. Definitely, I don't, he, he's like 
after the fact, I can see where he's like disassociating himself from being the father of the this kid who apparently, quote unquote, let his family die. Right. It's almost like I'm so ashamed of you that I'm disowning you yeah. in a way. So that's kind of cool. It was like a little sub thing going on there. But I, I actually made note of it, how Daniel kind of comes in like thinking he's Mr. Tough Sheriff and he's like, okay, I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. What in the fuck's going on? And old Buck takes a flat side of his axe and just fucking cold cocks him Damn, in the head. Right in the face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, you're not running this shit, bro. <laughs> and then this is where Allison's like, I want to go to the storeroom alone. And he's like, no, not a good idea. <laughs> does she listen? Nope. Does not. <laughs> does not. So Daniel then divulges to or pincushion divulges to old Buck and young Buck. Hey, guess what? I got a fancy shotgun in my car. If we go get it, you can have it. You can trust me. I'll give you this shotgun because the uh, the father guy says, you know, it's the horn is drawing the cult is closer. And it seems pretty clear they're not trying to get in because at right. first I was like, they don't try and fortify the entrance. Yeah, they're at essentially all. hurting them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, fuck it. We just fought our way in, but I don't know. I guess having a shotgun is is worth it. So, and it's funny because Daniel or Pincushion clearly states beforehand, okay, I have the keys right here. It's locked up. You take the trunk for the ammo. I'll get the shotgun. And it's funny how they make it like so evident that he has a plan. Yeah. Right. And it's great because it it sells it that he's a fuck up. Right. That's where I that's what I see. At least I took it as like he's clearly going to the guys who could take the keys from him. And he's just like, well, naturally, right. I'm We're, the only person who could use this key. And they just go with it. Yeah. I, he kind of bluffs it because if I'm if I'm the father guy, I point the rifle at him and I say, no, give me, give, the me the, give me the fucking keys. That's true. So I then think they go I, to the I'm, 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 I say he's a fuck up because I'm looking at it as a, as a, in like a whole as oh, in after the fact. Their perception of him is you're such a fuck up. You're not going to get this gun. I'm right. Get exactly. This gun. Okay. And then and then sure enough, when it shows him going to the car, first of all, they go outside and they see the car is way the fuck out there. Well, yeah. So it moved. Right. Super Which cool. is really cool. And it's so subtle and it's such a small thing to do. Right. And you're thinking the first thing that came to mind for me was like, he's such a fucking idiot. He left the keys in the car. No. Right. <laughs> what I thought, like, I love to think that this was just the prop guy parked the car in the wrong spot. And they're like, they're like, fuck it. Use it. Todd. Why is it all the way over there? And he's like, I don't know. Fucking they're Todd. like, fine. Because that'd be weird. I mean, it'd be disorienting if I walked out of a mall and I'm like, why is my car over there? And then you add the people with knives and it makes it worse. Yeah. So he sees the cultists. They get to the car. He uses the sirens, which then light up the cultists. And, and that was a really fun effect. Right. That Considering was really it's cool. just people in sheets, it's a fun effect. You see, you see all the cultists. You hear the horn. And then it's funny. They all do like the synchronized like stick the arm out with the knife and you're like oh they're gonna do a dance that's at least what i got from that <laughs> oh yeah hope a gunman style right yeah, yeah absolutely and then they get back well and- you know one of the cultists actually young buck shuts the trunk and that's when you see a cultist behind him yeah he tries he takes a swipe at him gets him in the hand yep he he clutches his hand which i think is, is something that's super subtle which i think is i pay attention to this tiny detail shit but he's clutching his hand Mm -hmm. as he's running yeah i think that's really cool right because that's clearly showing he got cut and they're paying attention that it's not like he's just like 
oh, I'm going to stop your, you know, your swipe with my hand. And then I'm just going to fucking run and yeah. be like, oh, my hand's or fine. I have until a really I get bloody some... shirt and then I don't have a bloody shirt right. anymore. Yeah. Until I get somewhere. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be like, oh, my hand. Like, no, you're, you should be clutching your hand the entire time because you just got fucking your hand almost got cut off. And then so Pincushion shoots that cultist and says, I'm keeping the fucking gun. Right. Which I mean, awesome. this totally isn't PC, but I'm like Indian giving much. Oh, <laughs> Native American giving. So they run inside and they do nothing to fortify the door. And Daniel asks where Allie is. And the little girl, the intern's <laughs> like, she went to the storeroom. And she's like, she said there was nothing to be afraid of inside. And he yells, are you in the same fucking building? <laughs> I thought that was so good. It's so true. That was so good. If there was one thing that was redeeming from Daniel, it's this line right here. Because yeah. it's totally believable. You're like, I clearly told you, please stay in here. But at the same time, this makes it that much more believable that nobody gives a fuck about him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in charge around here. Everybody stay here. Do your own thing. But. Please keep it within the confines of this room here. Oh, is he gone? All right, deuces. I'm gonna go check this out. <laughs> well, and also, so he says, "I we need to go get her." And the father, old buck, is like, he's like no, "No, that's nah, a stupid we're not, idea. We're not gonna do that." Dude. And I love when he's like, "I realize you could probably kick my ass, but I'm really fucking upset with my wife right now, so we need to go." And do that's this. you know, and that's when you know, I feel like as soon as he said, "Like that's my wife," old buck. It struck a nerve with him, right? I don't know. He starts to be sympathetic, and so he starts to break. And then when they look and they see that the sheet is empty, then they're like, "We got to get on this right now." Right. So yeah. it's cool because it's not just that like his character's completely shifted. It's all right. You see a little bit of a crack in the armor, and then oh Jesus! Yeah, agreed. So the agreed. urgency is there. So then it cuts to Allison. She go. She's in the room, the storeroom, the medical supply room, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck you want to call it. She's gathering a bunch of vials of uh medication all of a sudden i don't think you hear anything i think she hears something she mm -hmm. turns around and it cuts away yep right and you're like oh fuck doomed yep something happened so they go off to try and find her they find the medical supply room they find the the ringing phone well, after the the medical spot, because he picks up the bag and yes, they're walking down the hall. Yes, exactly. I was picking up where you left off. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they hear the ringing phone. And it, Hello, Daniel. And I was like, <laughs> I don't recognize the voice that well. I thought it, I didn't know. Maybe it was his dad's I voice. I thought it was, dude. I thought it was the fucking old highway patrol dude. Okay. I'm like, fuck, dude. How the fuck did he survive? He's they just cut ahead his head with some off. tentacles. <laughs> He's like, I know you saw something when you were unconscious. I'll show you more. And the guy's like, look. I've seen enough dicks in my lifetime, right, Mr. Right. Man. I don't need to see another one. And this is where you have the old buck finding the box of pornography with the pictures of the cultists and stuff. And I thought it was interesting because this is where like the you know, exposition gets a little heavy handed. And so you don't know to what extent that was in the script or was added in post because, you know, having pincushion there on a phone, oh, I'm on a phone. You could add whatever dialogue you want yeah, overlapping. Agreed, agreed. So I think that might have been kind of changed later on. Yeah. So so Old Buck finds the, you know, all the old Polaroids, but he also finds the book, right? It has all the different pentagrams and diagrams. And uh, <coughs> sorry, you learn. <laughs> I thought you said you felt better, Brian. Good. Chad, can you take over like you did last <laughs> week? Brian coughed on me. You're welcome. So you find out that old Richard is fucking creepy that likes to pick up junkies, mm -hmm. right? And uh, he likes to watch them have sex. Intercourse. Intercourse. And this is where, as he's realizing this, 
the doctor is talking about, you know, the baby trying to claw its way out of Allison and everything. And you're just like, oh, this is I like that they're kind of layering it like there are two things going on that are fucked. Like he's finding the old fucked up stuff and then pincushions being subjected to the new fucked up right, stuff. Right. Agreed. So then uh, they leave Kim with Maggie to go get Allison. They give him walkie talkies. So then they give the guns to grandpa and an axe. And he notes that the cultists are not trying to get in, but rather keep them from getting out. And so I like that they perceive it, too. It's not just that you as the audience are like, right, hey, right. It's something that's subtle, yeah. right? That it's like reinforcement. Well, because so often in movies, people just become idiots when they're in a crisis situation. It's like, eh, he might not be the best cop, but I'm sure he has some kind of training in crisis control and management. Yeah. And it makes sense that he's perceptive of the threat isn't coming to me. Yeah. So is it just me or when they were going down into the basement? Did it did you have you seen? What the fuck's that Netflix film with or Netflix show with Eleven? God damn it! Stranger Things. Stranger Things, right? Did it remind you of Stranger Things? So much of this movie reminds me of Stranger Things. They were in the upside, the upside down. Yeah, is what they call it. A lot of this movie reminds me of that. Okay, the hallucinations, a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, imagine the junkie guy. If he moved anything with his mind, he's just like those runaway kids in second season. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and especially you know, super jumping ahead here, but when young buck jumps out from when everything's closing in on itself at the very end mm-hmm. and he jumps out he turns around it's a wall right it's like exactly like in stranger Things. yeah absolutely we can kind of move on because a lot of this stuff becomes pretty aimless of let's chase her let's find this let's yeah do they, that. they they go through different hallways they ask hey how many fucking stairs are there and she's like oh there's only one set of stairs that's weird because yeah okay. she's on the walkie talkie with them and this is where you realize there's like a different subterranean level that this doctor had either built or whatever and this totally is reminiscent of like event horizon yeah well he's like you have no idea what this ship has i know everything because this is my ship just like this doctor's like like, this is my subterranean layer my laboratory dr fucking sam neil yep the (laughs) second and they're down there and allison's waking up and the doctor i like this that the doctor doesn't show his face to her and he's peeling and like chunks of his skin off and talking about how she's remarkable and he gets the sensation from cutting i like how they go back to that they go back to the peeling of the flesh right it's super it's super simple to think of as far as like something that um creates that much of a gross factor yeah but yeah, something about peeling flesh, right? It's well, it's a huge it, difference between like cutting yourself and cutting a chunk out of yourself. Right. Because that's right. something you just don't get back. You can't just like take a wad of flesh and put it back on with a Band-Aid. I almost wish they would have upped the sound when it came to actually peeling of the skin. Right? I think that would be cool. But that's just me. I like the gross stuff. I agree. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, there are other movies like in... um what is it? The Evil Dead remake when she's sawing her face. That's right. a gnarly well, sound I mean, effect. It, I mean, even in the movie Saw, yeah. right? Where, where he's, he's literally, sawing, literally yeah. sawing his fucking ankle off. And you're like, oh, well, that works. Yeah. So it goes to them basically in the room, right? Where they see. he. So he, you know, doctor's talking to her, basically talks about losing a child. And then she like sees her stomach. Like it's that like, has Rawr! like fucking mm-hmm. alien coming out of it. Exactly. Right? So and then cuts, it scenes transitions. Cuts back to them. They're in the room with all the cadavers, right? And they use the flare to light the room. And then they mention that there's the bodies in the basement and the patients are worse than that, like a nightmare. And then there's a whispering voice. And this reminded me exactly of the Liberate Tutte May 
X in fairness. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then this is the, this is where they look over and they see the fucking cadaver with the head like jamming its forehead into a the pole. Sp- yeah, over very and over Overlord, again. right? Overlord it reminds me of Silent Hill, right? With the fucking monsters. So I, th- I thought that was really cool. Super right? dark. I mean, super dark. Well, also because you know you you get so used to and comfortable like certain horror tropes, and so you're like, oh, if it's a zombie, when the brain's gone, it's done. And it's like this this is not gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like it almost like recognizes that they see it because it's like doing its thing, and then it turns to them, and it's like, what? Fuck you, looking at. <laughs> So they all started, you know, coming to life and they fucking book it, right? Yeah. And then the doctor asks Allison if she knows what happens when you die. And he says that he knows and he compares it to being like a cocoon. And he mentions that he made some mistakes, which is the people that started the fire that put this hospital in disrepair. And he says, you see, they want to die, but I won't let them. That's dark. I love that. Yeah, that is fucking crazy. So I think it goes back to uh maggie she's having issues right she's she's like in a lot of fucking pain she's laying on the ground she's laying on the ground and kim is there and kim is like freaking out she's like dude i'm trying to do this fucking as best as i can i'm going off the fucking glossary of shit so she pulls out like a needle and she's like well i'm gonna give you something and i it's funny i wrote down i'm like she's probably giving her a fucking shot of air bubbles She's just basically killing her. Yeah. It'll calm her down, though. She'll stop making noise. But she she rolls out fast. Yeah, she's yeah, she's done. So. But I I remember Maggie specifically saying uh, or pregnant specifically saying, uh, no, it can't. It can't come yet. Not without him. And you're like, oh, fuck. Who is she talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought that was really later. Cool. You'll find out who baby daddy is. You have Maury Povich sitting there in the corner. Looking at the weird Dr. Grant Jr. So, so they go to the door, right? They come across the door with the fucking pyramid. Yep. Right. And then that's when there's a cut scene that goes to Daniel comforting Allison pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. They clearly had some sort of issue with their child. Yeah. Right. And the doctor says that he was strangled by his own umbilical cord. Oh, true. And then the guys are in the slaughterhouse. It cuts back to Maggie, who has the bloody crotch. And this is where they're like freaking out. Cuts yeah, back. Dude, grandpa's like, fucking, you need to cut it out of her belly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you realize who you're handing the scalpel to, right? Because yeah, you might be more prepared. No fucking promises. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it cuts back to the slaughterhouse kind of area. And there's more baby crying. It's kind of a consistent thing that's happening, which, again, reminds me kind of Event Horizon with the hell scene. There's flashes of a woman that starts attacking a patient. Daniel pries it off. You hear the sound of the heart beating, the headbutting of the pie. Everything starts to ramp up significantly yeah. at this oh, point. Absolutely. The fucking monster crawling out of the, the crab underneath. Walk. Yeah. Dude, backwards crab walk like exorcist. Exactly. That's yep. my, literally my next bullet point. And then it it. Uh, it tries to choke Daniel and then drags off James, druggy boy. Fucking Dunzo, dude. It shows him getting his head bashed into the ground. Super gnarly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish it would have been a little better than just head bashing to the ground, but eh. I am mad at it. No, he didn't I, need to, I mean, I like one of the things, they're not consuming the flesh, they're just destroying them, which almost makes it worse. Yeah, Because, like, you know, zombies, there's a certain primal, like, you need to eat to live. And in this, it's just like, no, I'm just killing you. Honestly, them. though, if I were to die, I wouldn't mind just getting my head bashed until I die. Can, uh, other ways probably a lot worse oh yeah tentacles burrowing into my eyeballs up your spew hole nope 
So (laughs) you end up in the situation where Kim is saying, I can't cut this baby out of Maggie's belly. And then the grandpa's like, you gotta do it. And his throat (laughs) gets slit by who? Maggie. And she says that she's so lucky to be having the the, the doctor's baby and how he's such a wonderful man. Super gross. Lights out, horn sounds, red light fascist cultists at the door so now they're coming in now they're coming in it's it's yep. cool because like you lose one ticking clock and you instantly get another because you lose the ticking clock of we're worried about her baby because now we don't give a fuck because she's evil she's grandpa killer and then we have a new ticking clock uh, for kim with these cultists coming in and it again ramps up the volume right and is it just me or did you think to yourself like how fucking skillful she was at stabbing through the back of his neck to slit his throat Right? She almost like severed his entire head off with a scalpel. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then fucking Kim's like, dude, stay the fuck away from me, y'all. I got an axe. I'm not afraid to use it. And then they just kind of leave her alone. And they're like, ah, fuck it. You're not worth it. Which I like, (laughs) you know. know, To this degree, because you don't know what their master plan is, the fact that they leave her has this certain sense of inevitability like you're not going to do anything right girl. yeah absolutely that and totally so makes sense. it cuts to young buck and he's running down a hallway and you start to see it it turns into their house and you see the pictures on the wall and this is where you realize for definitively they're he, related yeah exactly yeah. and you see the mom and everything and this is where you get the the dad's like yeah it's your fault this is your fault and starts to attack the kid and then he uses a flare to burn the guy off right he's trying to choke him with a rifle uh, that's one thing that I really like about the film is with the flashbacks, they they give that explanation that they don't need to do. That's just the overbearing, like, yeah, we get it. This is what happens. But it's not him show, saying outright, hey, you you are the reason your mom's dead. Fuck and boy. I disown you, yada, yada. Yeah. This is just a brief thing that happens. And it's a visual aid. And it totally works. He's not Johnny Cash's dad. The wrong kid died. Sorry. Uh, so then it cuts to Kim in the vent and you hear the someone is dragging the axe on the floor and it's very reminiscent of the the crazies. I don't remember with the pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And she calls for Daniel and then bah, the cultist appears. We'll cut back to that later. Bam. Back to pincushion boy. He hears Allison, finds her on the table, asks where he is. He reassures her. This is the pregnant thing. Then it flashes to her being some weird fucking alien monster thing that he then kills with an axe. He fucking destroys like, I mean, how many counts would you say? Probably at least a dozen times. I mean, it just shows the like the silhouette of him hacking and hacking. What's who's the girl who killed her mom with a hatchet? 40 wax of the hatchet. Um, Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But the doctor (laughs) says, I've given her what she always wanted. She's a mother. Isn't she beautiful? That's super dark. Super dark. But I like when he's like really getting into the gritty of it. It's the silhouette of him because it, it almost makes it seem like an out-of-body experience. Right. So was a, it a hallucination? That's what I, makes me think. I'm like, is it? Is it? Did he really kill her? Or is that something where it's like the doctor is like, well, fuck it. I mean. I don't know. And that's one of the things I like that I don't know. Yeah. I can see that. I so mean, it the, definitely gets rid of a character yeah. real quick. They end up in a room with a bunch of hospital beds. And this reminded me of Mimic, which makes a lot of sense because these guys admitted they were influenced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, awesome. Pretty cool. I didn't know that. There's a scene in the hospital where you see these like rows and rows of children's uh, hospital beds. And it's very eerie. And this one, I mean, it's not a, an exorbitant amount of them, but to have them there, the focal point is the triangle on the side or the pyramid on the side. Right. I, I like that framing a lot. Maggie stabs Daniel, the pincushion in the back. Again, he loves it. 
He really does. I mean, if there's one thing he's really good at as far as being a fucking deputy, it's getting stabbed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should have him do statistics. Hi-yo! <laughs> so, yeah, he gets stabbed. He's laying on the fucking the stairs, right? Then Maggie is like, dude, I'm ready to have this baby. Let's fucking do it. Uh-uh. Right? So, he has her... Oh, at this point, the doctor has flayed like all of oh, his yeah, skin yeah, off, yeah, 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 yeah. and he looks like Uncle Frank from he Hellraiser. Does. He does. He looks but like, like Uncle black, Frank, which is cool. But he's also like a, a you know, he almost looks like a beef jerky version, yeah, of Uncle Frank because he's not drippy. Well, he also has a kind of the pinhead style like skirt. Yeah, it's very and he good. also he he. I feel like the voice has changed too. It's definitely like deeper, bassier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she has the baby, but mm-hmm. not how you usually have a baby. Yeah, and then he says, "I'm not familiar with it, but I don't think like like stomachs explode. Not very often. <laughs> but this is where he says, "Watch the abyss open itself to me," and that's what I say every time my wife lets me wait. <laughs> what? Sorry, never mind. Then he starts speaking in gibberish, and the black stone triangle moves back, and then light floods the room, and there's a strobe and the bloody skull, and he, he's like, "Place my daughter into this vessel, dude." that's weird yeah like it's weird and i like how weird it is because it makes me uncomfortable that he's like ruined this poor girl to get his daughter back but she's a demon thing yep that's clearly way too big for this tiny little girl yeah and like it's also (laughs) it's disorienting because you don't know what the rules are it's not clearly delineated like oh if you say a magic word the portal closes and we sever the tie and it could be an innocent baby again right, no it's just right. like we don't know let's experiment with this and i think that's pretty cool There's- so they, so it cuts to like like her laying on the ground her legs kicking back and forth and all of a sudden fucking blood squirting everywhere everywhere and you're like fuck happened here yeah. you see these giant fucking legs just like walking around it totally it's reminiscent for me from like the old Area 51 video games. Okay, that's fair. Of the fucking aliens. Yeah. Right? Okay. So it reminded me of Alien Resurrection because Or it, even almost like Starship Troopers. Okay. Yeah. So doesn't give a shit. There's a cultist on the ground. Fucking <laughs> splats it like a fucking grape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. And then it, it's eating some of them. It's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. And the father guy shoots uh, it. Old Buck. Yeah. And then he starts crying like a baby. And the sounds that the monster is making reminds me so much of the best part of that movie Annihilation that Natalie Portman was in, where it's the bear who is who it's bonded and fused with the woman so it you, was eating. You, yeah. So you hear both. You almost hear like multiple sounds yeah. within the scream. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So a tentacle grabs the dad. The kid saves him. The kid shoots the guy in the, or shoots it in the mouth. The dad pours lighter fluid onto himself and he's like let's do it and the yeah, kids and the kids crying he's like fuck i don't want to do it but i guess i have to fucking lights that fucking flare I, fire that fucking pig skin Sorry, i kind of wrong movie <laughs> i don't want your life <laughs> i really wish that the kid i mean obviously he doesn't have the time to learn all of sign language given his like recent injury right. but i wish he would have looked at his dad and given him the old t2 thumbs up <laughs> and then set him on fire dun, i like dun, it dun, i like dun, it dun, dun. Maybe just like one of these. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, he just did the Jack in the Box flip off. I like it. And the monster's aflame and the kid escapes in the vent. Daniel's crawling on the floor, still has a knife in his back. The doctor is melting into plumes of black ooze. Outer space triangle axe and collarbone. Daniel yeah, gets he, lifted by his throat. This is exactly Larry Fish versus Sam Neill in yeah, Event, Horizon. Event Horizon. But when you don't have shitty sound effects, it's pretty powerful. Yep. When you have... 
it's no good. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So, you know, he is getting choked by fucking satanic Sam Neil. Young Buck is getting chased by the monster. Cuts back to Daniel. And I didn't get the quote that he says at the end to Daniel. He says something like, this is the end. And Daniel's like, well, yes, it is. And he tackles the doctor. He tackles him through. This is after the doctor (laughs) offers uh, Allison to him. He's like, you can have everything you've ever wanted. And he's like, no, I know what's right. I'm a cop. But He's also, like, uh, you got another knife in there, bro? If you want to get hyper technical <laughs> about it, just saying he didn't attack the doctor until he was a black man. Wow. It's true. It's an objective truth. Was he black, though? He wasn't. That's you just called him like beef jerky because he's like super dark. You said it. Not me. <laughs> I said beef jerky. I didn't. <laughs> I was, he looked literally black as in monochromatic dark shade, <laughs> not African-American. <laughs> I was making a joke, clearly a joke. At the, okay, all right. All at right. the Moving expense on. Moving of on. the blue. I am all about the, the black and the brown. I don't want to be associated <laughs> with the blue. But blue lives right. also matter. But I, there's no way to win this conversation. Anyway, I should probably have cut that <laughs> so, out. So, <laughs> Young Buck. Young Buck's getting chased by the monster. He fucking... He gets out just in the nick of time because you can see like the walls closing in. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I yeah, think super is really cool. cool. Reminds yeah. me of Hellraiser 2. Right. With that creepy monster that's like on the gliding that comes after. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So he he jumps out from within the wall, turns around, sees that it's just a wall again. Totally reminiscent of Stranger Things. You know, he starts walking out. He, oh, then there's a scene outside with the purple sky and everything and it's all normal and he it, makes it he makes it to the hallway he hears something he has the axe no yep, you're right axe? keep going she keep. has an axe no he picks up the fire, fire extinguisher she has the axe she has the axe you find out because you find the dead cultists on the floor and you realize that the cultist who came after her with an axe got a fire extinguisher to the dome and died so he's crying because he finds the dead grandpa she's crying because she just killed the dude and everybody she knows is right. dead i like that scene i mean I, I always really like the humanizing element where somebody has to come to terms with what they've just done yeah like exactly. one of my favorite exactly. parts of monster squad is when rudy is sitting there after having killed the vampire and he's just like fuck what did i just do right and what what i think is really fun is like you start out at the movie with Kim who doesn't know fuck all when it comes to anything that has to do with medical terminology, being a nurse, anything. You're like, oh, dude, this chick's going to die like two seconds into the film. But she ends up being the one that lives. Yep. So I really like it. So they both live. They both have beautiful babies. Uh, No, I don't know. I I feel like they probably have a strong bond. They at least hook up. They have a strong bond after something like this. So... Who knows? A strong bondage and they get into S&M and then they pay another doctor to watch them fuck. (laughs) Plot twist. And then it cuts to the black clouds in the landscape and Daniel and Allison are standing in front of bad green screen looking into the sky and they see the black pyramid. It was such a bad green screen right there. That was like the worst part. Yeah, the worst part. I, I, I don't like to your credit. I don't know if they were trying to set up a sequel. And like that was why it was just kind of schlocked on at the end. But I don't know. I mean, could, I, I I would be up for a sequel. It definitely leaves it open for interpretation on what happens. They're on the other side. They're mm-hmm. in hell, purgatory. Yeah, I don't know something. But I but they I, look up could, in the sky and they see a pyramid spaceship. All I could think of with the floating pyramid spaceship was Kung Pao enter the fist when Tungy fights the French aliens. You remember this? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, Chad. If you don't mind. Let's get a little picture in picture action. 
with Tungy and there's the the alien spaceship and it speaks in French. Get it done. Super good. Because that's all I could think of and kind of ruined the scene. <laughs> but to your credit, Brian, you were talking about like if he killed her physical form, that's not her physical body. So you were asking if you if I thought that pincushion had killed another person on that operating table and right. i said no i think that they're both like dead or having moved on to a metaphysical form but i could be wrong and i like the ambiguity yeah yeah that's something that leaves you questioning and uh i really like it so agreed right and that's how it ends credits roll super easy breezy i mean hour and 30 minutes and we actually talk longer than the movie fuck that's awesome we were worried we wouldn't have enough content and we have rambled on and on ad nauseum in perpetuity, perpetuity. It's for the people that get stuck in traffic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I will mention one of our listeners by name who indicated to me that he was a long haul driver, a commercial driver. Oh, there we go. He's going to be sitting there in traffic and he's going to be Twitter pated. He's going to be like, oh, Jake, that guy's got such a thick I masculine have, uh, chaos. I have, my commercial driver's, I have my commercial driver's license also, so I know the struggle. I watched a commercial once and I have a driver's <laughs> license. Is it time? I think it's time. Yeah, yeah. If you ain't watching him dying, you ain't really trying. And for Brian, <laughs> for producer Chad, for Jake, for the entire Slashers audience, the mutant goons from beyond, I'd like to remind you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs>